Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. On Movies First, you are joined by Alex First and Chris Coleman. Chris Coleman has a marvellous voice and he sings beautifully. Now, I want you to produce a few bars, Mr Coleman, of the magnificent... (laughs) Come on, just vocally. Uh, I'm sitting here wondering, why on earth did he want to start this one? And now I know. Exactly. Now, come on. I've been set up big time here. It is a very famous piece of music. Came out in 1960. I'm giving you time. People don't dial into this podcast to to hear me... Imagine you're in the shower. or, Or anything at all. You're in the shower. Nobody other than yourself is listening to you. So now a few bars of the Magnificent Seven soundtrack. <laughs> I am waiting. You can... Eli Wallach, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. Yes. Robert <laughs> Bourne, Coburn. Go on. No, no, that's laughter, Christopher. I can't stop. They, you, you realise that they've remade this and it should be called the Not So Magnificent well, Seven. This, right? the thing, does it, does it actually, well, does the, does the original theme, uh, does the original theme turn up in, in the remake? Sorry, what was that original theme, Chris? Da, oh. da, 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 that's as much as you're getting. I'm impressed. Yeah. Very good. Yes, it does, but not until you've sat through 132 minutes of it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's at the very end. It, I mean, it, it's 133 minutes in duration, the whole thing. So maybe it kicks in at 130, I don't know, but right at the end. So, yeah, uh, th- there's a mounting body count. I mean, if you – in the original, there may have been, I don't know, 30 or 40 or whatever in the final showdown. That's closer to 150 or 200 here, mm-hmm. and they've produced a Gatling gun. Uh, so, I mean uh, – it's it's directed by Antoine Fuqua, who did Training Day with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's the star in this one as well. But why did they bother to make a remake? I, I just don't get it because it's just not that good. Uh, that That's what's so disappointing. You've got Peter Sarsgaard playing a really bad dude. All he's interested in is money. He's used to riding roughshod over anyone and everyone. And it's set in the town of Rose Creek. It's 1800 and something. Anyway... He wants to drive the law-abiding citizens out because he's into mining and making gold and stuff like that or creating gold. And and he makes the lives of the townsfolk a living hell. And he and his henchmen don't think twice about shooting dead, innocent, God-fearing people. And they they do that repeatedly. And you've got a young widow, played by Hayley Bennett, who hires this bounty hunter, that's the role that Denzel Washington fills, to provide protection and stand up to this nasty Peter, piece of work that Peter Sarsgaard plays, this bad dude, and his posse. And in turn, Washington cobbles together a collection of motley characters, outlaws and gamblers, hired guns, a lot of them, to aid him in his cause. So amongst the 
better known names. Chris Pratt is one of them. Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio. Then there are a few lesser known lights amongst the, the magnificent or not so magnificent seven. And as they prepare the town for the violent showdown that they know is coming, these seven mercenaries find themselves fighting for the freedom of the townsfolk that are being held captive by this self-centred brute. Now, let's be honest, 1960, movies and expectations of films have grown since then. I mean, we're talking about, what, 56 years? Mm -hmm. And this falls flat because, A, it's tortuously long, so is the original, but for some reason it was far, far better because it was kind of original. I can give you seven reasons why the first one was far, far better. Can I give the seven reasons? Yeah, please do. But before you do, yeah. you realise it was based on a Japanese movie, the original, but uh, keep on going. Uh, yeah, it's, it's based on the, on the Seven Samurai, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the, the reason why the original is better is very simple. Or the seven reasons why. Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Robert Vaughan, Brad Dexter, Horst Buchholz and James Coburn. Mm. They were the Magnificent Seven, and that is a stunning cast list. Yeah, although at the time some of them were not household names, but the movie elevated them to be household names. Because, I mean, if I tell you that amongst the other names there's Byung Hun Lee, you would know Byung Hun Lee if you felt, you know, sought him out in the street. He'd walk straight past you. Manuel Garcia Ralfo. No? No. Martin... Sensmeyer. Yeah. I, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is in it. Vincent D'Onofrio is a fine actor, but he, he is not a, a Charles Bronson or, or, or a Yul Brenner. I mean, who does... So D'Onofrio plays Jack Horn. And yeah. That's the other thing. They've changed the names, haven't they, between the, the old one but and that, the new that, one. None of, that wor- none of that troubles me. It just... I just found it yeah. long. And, I look, the action was rather dull. Not It doesn't matter a lot that their body count was high. I mean, the, the filmmakers could have cut out a good half an hour. That alone would have made it a much more enjoyable and engaging watch. The build-up took forever. It seemed to take forever, and the story was painfully obvious. Where were the twists and the surprises and the shocks? There weren't any. It was really standard fare when I reckon more was needed. And I, I even found the language difficult to understand. I mean, the, the D'Onofrio character in particular, he he's a very... he's a kind of well-meaning guy, but he just, yeah, it, it's very, very hard. And the connection between the seven seemed relatively forced to me and tenuous, including and the, the sort of in-jokes. They were laughing amongst themselves and also the alcohol-fueled interchanges. I'm not convinced they worked. And, and the whole thing just seemed dated and lacked originality. So, yeah, I reckon, you know, even if it's you're a youngster today, go, go back, see the original, and you, you, you're far better off. Indeed. You'll probably enjoy it far more. Give us a score for the 2016 edition of The Magnificent Seven. Five and a half. If really pushed, maybe a six. Yeah, we'll just leave it as a five and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. May the not-so-magnificent seven. <laughs> That'll do for Movies First. Thanks, Alex. Cheers. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. From Audioboom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell. 
and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows.